One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to the MMA Fan Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Stu and Blake. I don't even know how to even start doing an intro. I mean, <laughs> I don't, don't know what to don't do. Don't bother. <laughs> don't bother with the intro. Intros are for losers. This is, that was un. Believable, wasn't it? I mean, we've not spoke. That we've literally just captured. You're capturing the energy of two ridiculously excited grown men uh, that have just watched uh, UFC 261. And I mean, I've laughed, I've cried, I've I've <laughs> I've, I've, I've literally shrieked in horror. Oh, like, God, I, I, yeah. I don't know where to start, mate. I, I, I mean, just to, to, to pull back the curtain, as it were, on this, we were meant to record this at about six o'clock this evening. You know, give us some family time, blah, blah, blah. No. Like, I, I, we both finished watching it. I don't know. what, what we, it's, it's about, about 9.30 a.m. now on Sunday. We both finished watching it a little while ago. Uh, I got up obviously. at 6 a.m. because I couldn't um, sleep. I was up at 5 a.m. Do you know what? I I woke up at 20 past three this morning because I needed a wee because I've clearly got the bladder of an old man. Um, and I was like, it's 20 past three. Is this a sign that I should be up to? I'm up in time to basically watch the main card. And I went, no, come on, Blake, go back to sleep. You might be doing something with family tomorrow. You don't want to be knackered. You've got work on Monday, blah, blah, blah. And so I went back to sleep, but I set my alarm for five. So I was like, I still want to get up and, and, you know, get a lot of it in. And I woke up at five and... Oh my god! There were moments where I very nearly woke the whole house. Yeah. Uh, it, it it right. Well, ah. Uh, well, if you haven't gathered, we're talking about UFC two sixty one. By the way, <laughs> if you if you had no idea, this is your first time listening to this show. You're like, what the fuck are they talking about? We're talking about the only thing we could be talking about. Yeah. UFC two sixty one. Blake. Hornelli. <laughs> I'm so. I'm so excited. It's ridiculous. Oh. I like. I, I wanted to kind of text other people that I know might have like watched it, but I just think no. I don't know. I'm gonna just wait and just as soon as you was like, I see that you posted on the socials. I was like, he's up. Let's see if he wants to go early. And it was like, so yeah. Well, look. I mean, we'll touch on. I think we should touch on the prelims later because I, I just think there's too much to talk about on the main card. Oh, yeah. Well, look. There's not a fight on the main card that saw a third round. Yeah. That's how mental the main card was. Yeah. Not a single fight that saw a third round. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, sh- uh, do we build up? Three of them the were five round fights. <laughs> yeah, three of them were five round fights. <laughs> um, do we build up to the main card or, or do, we, do we start right at the top? What, uh, do, you, what do you want to do? I, I think start with Crute. Start with Crute Smith. Start with Crute. And I mean, right, Crutesman. Incidentally, before we even talk about that, no fight got to a third round. Before we even get into this, he would have carried on for a third round. Oh, wasn't it in the first that it happened? Yeah. yeah. So, oh yeah. Oh, that's what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. He, he absolutely would have done. He he wanted to see that the next round of that yeah. fight, uh, and he got stopped doing it. Probably the right decision. It looks like. Hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, Dana White in the press conference has said that wasn't like a nerve thing that what happened to Sean O'Malley uh, or like when Henry Cejudo had that weird thing happen to yeah. him in, in the DJ rematch where he was able to recover. He thinks that this must be something more than that potential ligament damage. I mean, you know, Dana White is not a doctor. But 
it, it, it might, might be like ligament damage and all that kind of stuff. It didn't look good. I mean, it, for you, we, we've seen that, as I just mentioned, with Sean O'Malley, Henry Cejudo, where they, the, the calf kick hits the nerve or whatever, and uh, their leg just goes limp, and they do that weird thing where they roll their ankle yeah. forward like they can't put weight on it. But then they seem to maybe slightly recover, or in Sean O'Malley's case, he got knocked down and he, you know, he didn't have a chance to. But, um, but this, this did seem different. The kick... If, I mean, look, we've only watched it once, so, uh, you know, uh, we haven't gone back and rewatched this to, to really dissect it or anything. But the kick to me looked like it landed sort of behind the knee or around the side of the yeah, knee. Yeah. And that that's just absolutely done him. And there was multiple times where he tried to put weight on it. And then you see him walking out mm. to the referee when the ref was about, that was judging whether to stop it or not. And it wasn't right. Well, it, it, it was all over the shot. to him. He walks to him and he's sort of yeah. really... You can tell he's putting everything into trying to do it, and then when he walks back, backwards, it goes again, and like and yeah. the ankle, and it's like nah, and n- no one wants to see a fighter fight like that. That's that's you know, and, and I'm sure Smith wouldn't have wanted to have, have continued to keep smashing him in the leg with something like that. It's, you know, it, it, the right decision was made a hundred percent, and I mean, up until then, I thought it was a pretty close fight. I thought Smith yes. had a really solid jab, looked really good with his jab. The jab looked amazing. Yeah. And funnily enough, it was Crute that was hitting Smith with the leg kicks. You thought, if anyone's Absolutely. leg's going to go right now, yeah. it's Smith. But that jab looked on fire, didn't mm. it? Yeah. And, yeah, and, and, and props to, to, you know, to, to, to Crute. He was, you know, right at, you know, right to the very end. He was the warrior. He, he, you know, he wanted to carry on. He wanted to fight. And, but, yeah, the right, as we said, the right decision was made. And super humble uh, in defeat. Um, super humble is, is Smith always. And, yeah, I just thought it was a, a bonkers, exciting, crazy start. What I thought was going to be the most bonkers kind of weird ending to a fight of that card. But, oh, boy, I was wrong. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, I mean, in terms of, of Smith crew, Crute's clearly going to have to have like, I don't know, some time off to just think about that or whatever. Mm. And um, not think about it, but, you know, get prepared. <laughs> think he's yeah. just going to have time off to think about it. It's just time to think about his leg, you know. Um, but uh, but Smith, I don't know what happens with Smith next. I think um, they roll back it, that fight as soon as he's healthy. Like Really? I, I, I think, yeah. I just, I, I thought it was a pretty even fight and I just think, I don't know. I mean, what, what's uh, Smith won fair and square? I guess you know it's like it was a, a stoppage. Um, I don't know. I'm just trying to think what could be next for Smith there. Um, well, I, I I personally wouldn't see that run back. I just think, yeah, you, you just you you don't need to do that at all. I think Smith won that fight. Job done. Um, for Smith next, I mean, he's just fought a guy ranked quite far behind him. I mean, Smith is sixth and uh, Jimmy Crute was 13th. Mm. Um, I mean... It's got to be a top 10, hasn't it? It's got to be. It's, it's got to be. I mean, is there a Thiago Santos rematch in there? Because, I mean, I know they fought a middleweight, I think it mm. was, and Santos won that. And Santos, is he on a two-fight skid now? Did he got beat by Glover and then he got beat by Rakic? Yep. So I mean maybe maybe that's unfair, but I mean that might be a great fight. Tiago Santos is is ranked at fourth, I think. Uh, I, I personally would put Smith above him after that, considering Santos is on a two fight losing streak. We got uh, Reyes Prohashka coming up next week. Uh, Rakic has done really well lately. Glover's fighting Yan next for the belt. I, I think Anthony Smith versus Tiago Santos in a rematch could be a great fight. Then other than that, there's there's plenty of people. Magomed Ankalaev, I mean, is an absolute beast. Mm. Uh, if I was Anthony Smith, I'd want none of that. But Ankalaev is ranked behind him. Uh, I mean, look, there's loads of fun fights in there. You've got Uzdemir, Krylov. Uh, Johnny Walker might have a fight lined up. I'm not sure. Um, there's loads of good opportunities for Smith. I don't necessarily see him going for a title run again anytime soon. Yeah. But there's loads of great fights in there for Smith that he could have. But I, I'd say the Thiago Santos rematch would be a good one. And just to touch on uh, uh, that, that, that main card starting, the joy on Smith's face walking out to a crowd. Yes. Like, it, it just, 
I mean, I, I was so hyped just to see the crowd there. I mean, I don't know what the situation is in America. I don't know if, if them crowds there were there too soon or or what. You know, that's not my decision. The fact that there was a roar of a crowd again, I'm, I'm just basing it purely on, on that kind of joy. Oh, it, 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 it took it to another level again. It was lovely. Lovely to just hear the roar of a crowd. To see the reaction to the fighters coming out to an, a crowd again was was great to see. I mean, ab- absolutely. I mean, it was it was fantastic to hear it. Smith was absolutely loving it. The funny thing is, at the end of that fight, I kind of wish the crowd wasn't there because they both got on their knees and Smith yeah. was chatting to him. And I really wanted to know what they were saying. Yeah. But, uh, but obviously you couldn't because of the crowd and stuff. That's fine. I mean, I, I wasn't necessarily going to bring this up, but I've seen a little bit of Dana White's press, co- press conference. And I don't know what the situation is with COVID in Florida, but there were some things said that made me, that, that didn't sit massively well with me. And look, I, I really want to see fans in there. There's no masks. So much to the, no masks. Well, I mean, that's the thing is the, the, the thing for the UFC is the gate. The gate alone, so not the pay-per-views, but the people in the arena earned them 3.3 million just from the gate. So you can realize why the UFC are desperate for a full house. And the hit that they've been taking as a company for the last year not having crowds. I mean, I know they're not going to get that every week. They're not going to get that on a fight night card. But the amount of pay-per-views they've done, and they've done some great pay-per-views over the last year... You think that 3.3 million or around the 3 million plus mark every single time, that is a massive loss for a company like the UFC. However, the thing that slightly didn't sit too well with me was Dana White in the press conference saying, and it's not a direct quote, I'm slightly paraphrasing here, but he was saying like, you know, it was great because if people wanted to wear a mask, they could wear a mask. If people didn't want to wear a mask, they don't have to wear a mask. No one was saying anything to any, anything to, any, to each other. And it was great. And you can see that the people down here in Florida are way happier than the people in some of these other states. And you're just like, hold on a second. Yeah. You can't say if you want to wear a mask, great. And if you don't want to wear a mask, great. Because as we all know now, it's, you're not protecting yourself by wearing a mask. You're protecting others. Mm. So that was a bit disappointing and also the whole thing of like oh everyone down here is much happier than what they are up in the other states and look I don't want anything bad to happen to anyone in that stadium I really really hope everyone's healthy Florida's brilliant it's all buzzing we're all back to normal soon that would be the ideal situation Mm. but to to say it in the manner that he did uh, it didn't sit well with me because you just worry that okay well now if Florida spikes and loads of people die because people are going around with no masks, thinking mm. it's fine, and then whatever. Look, I, I don't know the situation in Florida. Florida could have very few COVID cases, in which case, brilliant. Well done, Dana. Well done, UFC. That's fantastic. But if the cases spike and people start dying because 15,000 people were in an arena together, not and a lot of them not yeah. wearing masks, then that that's... That would be bad, and yeah. and that's something that you know it's 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 a sport. At the end of the day, it means a lot to us as fans. We love it. Um, it means so much to the athletes. I know that they want to get paid well. I know the company deserve to get paid for putting on these amazing shows. But at the end of the day, it is just a sport. It's it's not people's lives. So uh, we need to be mindful of that. I I yeah. think. But fingers crossed. Hopefully, it's yeah. all good, and everyone can start having big packed stadiums yeah. soon. And there'll be no no problems with it, you know, vaccines, all that stuff. But it's it's slightly disconcerting when there's going to be people watching that going, yeah, I don't need to wear a mask. It's whatever you want, isn't it? No, it's not whatever you want because you're doing something to help other people, yeah. Uh, yeah. the more vulnerable people around you by, by wearing a mask. So, yeah. Anyway, well, I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. No, I, I echo your thoughts, to be honest, Blake. I think, you know, it, it, it looked... It looked it looked great and positive and encouraging hearing and seeing people at events again, but you just worry that it could be too soon, you know, but I'm judging it on where we're at in the UK. Like I say, I'm not sure what the situation, like you said, is like in Florida. I hope there's very little cases and it's the start of something that's going to be rolled out across the world as we start to, you know, continue our journey out of this, you know, pandemic. 
Yeah, no one wants this to carry on, do they? Like, we're not sat here going, oh, yeah, I love wearing my mask and I absolutely <laughs> yeah. love there being no fans in the stadiums and not life being a bit shit. We all, we all love it being a bit yeah. shit, don't we? No, we, we want it to move forward. Of we course. want it to, but we want everyone to be safe uh, as well. I'll tell you, I hope safe. Chris Weidman. Bloody hell. That's when I nearly woke the wife and kids yep, up. Yeah, and me. I, I shouted, no, 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 about 15 times. <laughs> I was, I, 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 I was just covering my head. But no, no, no. That it was the first kick. Yeah. The first, It was so seventeen it was so seconds. Horrific. Oh, it's. I, I did feel a bit sick. I felt. Yeah. It was I'm bad. glad the UFC dealt with it better than they dealt with Anderson Silver Weidman. I mean, the, the madness that. You know, the first high-level leg break in UFC, like, yeah, was was Anderson Silva kicking, like, and, and Chris Weidman checking an Anderson Silva kick. Um, the thought that you know, arguably the second highest-profile leg break in UFC history is Chris Weidman. It's yeah. madness, like, and thank God there was fans in the arena then, because. I did not want to hear that break as loud as it would have been had that been an empty arena. Because oh, I didn't even think of that. Like, no one think would want to hear that. Um, it was, you know, textbook low kick and just snapped. Just, just shin just snapped, didn't it? And literally just went. It's when he tried to put his weight back on it, and the, and when the leg. Because yeah. you can see in slow motion, his his face was like he didn't register what yeah. had happened until he tried to put the weight back on it. I know yeah. it's slow motion; it's slightly deceptive, but the the, the you see the leg snap in two, yeah. and then when he goes back to put the weight on it, and it just completely buckles under him. Oh, and the pain no on his face. It, 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 it was just... I was I was shocked. Yeah. It was so awful. And, I, and it's a, you see the way Uriah leans into it yeah. as well. He really leant forward into that. I mean, not that he ever like, did that, but he's checking the kick. That's what yeah. you do. But he leant into it, and I was just like, oh, yeah. that was that was just bad. I don't know what that is. I mean, you do more like Muay Thai stuff than I do. You might know this stuff more than me, but like in terms of like the placement of the kick, it was clearly like a shin on shin rather than yep. the shin to his calf or anything yep. like that. I don't, I don't know whether Weidman did anything. I don't think he did anything wrong. It's just, is it just bad luck? I think it was just bad luck. Like I say, I'm, I'm certainly not an expert, but we see, you know, shin on shin, you know, hundreds of times, you know, a, a, a month, whether it's in UFC glory or Muay Thai events, it, you know, it happens all the time. And, and, and we see it in UFC all the time, you know, and uh, and I think it is just, just yeah, just a, a clash at the wrong point, at the wrong pressure, and and yeah, I'm sure there's a science behind it, but for me, I just think it was unlucky and it was unpleasant to see. And what I was going to say before um, uh, I lost track of where I was going with it, on in regards to how the UFC dealt with it, that the production side of it. I'm glad they took the camera off of Chris Weidman and just focused on a very, very respectful. Um, um, oh God, just forgot his name. Uh, Uriah Hall, Hall um, uh, who obviously just you know went down on his knees and 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 was just completely respectful and humble. Um, and they didn't focus on what I imagine was a Chris Weidman writhing in absolute agony, you know. And and I like that. They showed the replay once, obviously, so twice, like um, two different angles of it, warned, you know, gave the audience yes. the, the opportunity to, to kind of not watch. Um, and then that was it. And I'm sure it's going to be all over social media and, and it's going to be a, 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 you know, a thing that's going to get sent between millions and millions of people that don't even watch UFC. Um which is a shame because you know it, it makes it makes people think that this 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 sport you know things like that happen all the time and it isn't it's a very very isolated incident things like this and yep. you know and I hate to think the UFC is going to get a bad rap for or, or mixed martial arts is going to get a bad rap for, for 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 that sort of thing but yeah just I guess just hope that Chris Weidman's all right he's going to heal and 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 come back and and, and fight another day but yeah, yeah. when he's thirty six years old. He's yeah. going to be out for a long time. Mm. Yeah. Um, so what, what's his knows? recent record? It's not great, is it? 
Uh, well, no, it's it's not amazing. He beat uh, uh, Akhmedov yeah. in his last fight, back down at one eighty five. So I think I think he was on like a four fight losing streak maybe before that. I'm yeah. not looking at his record. It was something it up, like though. that, I'm sure. Oh no, no, it wasn't. So so he he, he lost the belt to Rockhold. Lost to Romero and Gegard Mousasi. No shame in those losses. Beat Kelvin Gastelum. Then he lost to Jacare Souza in a fight. I think he was winning until he got clipped. Then Dominic Reyes starched him. But we discussed this on the yeah. pre-fight show with, with, with Pip and Brian Lacey. Yeah. Uh, that, you know, the size matters. And Dominic Reyes is just way too big for yeah. him. Then he comes down, beats Amari Akhmedov. Great win, back in the win column. You know, Akhmedov was a ranked opponent. That's all good. He's building his way up. And he's been talking a lot recently about how he feels like he is the antidote to, like, uh, an Israel Adesanya. Like, he did it with Silver twice. He, yeah. uh, although in, in unique circumstances, he felt like his performance against Uriah Hall would uh, show the world that, hey, these elite-level strikers, they struggle with my pressure, my wrestling and all that kind of stuff. But oh, sadly, it wasn't to be. And uh, yeah, I, I just don't know what's going to happen with him. He, he, I can see him being out for well over a year. That could make him... I think he's 37 in June. Yeah. that He might be 38 and a bit by the time he comes back. I don't know. It, it, it doesn't look good for him. I wish him all the best. I really hope he has a speed recovery. He seems like such a nice guy, Chris Weidman. Top he, guy. Lovely Got, bloke. What a career. Shocked the world. Absolutely yep. shocked the world, you know. Yep. Um, you know, beat the best twice, and uh, yep. you know, arguably that you know the goat, you know, and 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 beat him twice, um, and uh, some great wins on his record. And, as and, well. and yeah, and, and as you said, them losses, no shame in 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 them. And yeah, you know, I think I, I don't know, like you say, uh, a, a, a break like that. I mean, obviously. We don't know the, the real extent of it, but what you see looks about as bad as it can be. And, it uh, makes me shiver just thinking about it. Like yeah. my shoulders are touching my ears every time we mention mm. it and I'm picturing it in my brain. It's just, it was just awful. Well, so we're two fights in, two horrific just, leg injuries. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just quickly before we do move on, because I feel like that's where you're, you're going to, but uh, Uriah Hall, what's, what's next for Uriah Hall? Because I mean, that was a weird, a weird win. But I feel like, to me, the obvious thing to do with Uriah Hall, because if you haven't heard, Dana White came out and said that Israel Adesanya will be defending his title against Marvin Vittori, not Robert Whittaker, but against Marvin Vittori. I think it's in June. I think it's in June. UFC 263, I think. I'm just apparently not feeling that, man. I'm not feeling it either. However, apparently they went to Robert Whittaker first. Robert Whittaker's just had... You know, I know, I know he dominated Gastelum, but he's just come off a five-round fight. They've got all the quarantine stuff going on in Australia as well, so he's got extra time away from his family. They wanted him to fight in June, and I think he was just like, there's just no point. I'd have a short training camp, and I'd only just get back to my family and have to go to... It just wouldn't work out. So they wanted Whitaker, but for June, he said, apparently, I can't do it that early. So they've just decided to run with Vittori, which... I would rather everyone just put, pump the brakes for a little bit and, yeah, and then we got Whitaker Adesanya later. But I suppose Adesanya's a big star. He calls the shots. And if he says, I want to fight in June, then that's it. He's going to fight in June. Um, and I, that's a champion's prerogative. He says, I want to fight in June. Send me a challenger. I don't care who it is. Um, and then it's down to the UFC and the number one contenders and stuff to work it out. But it's, it's not a fight I'm as excited about. I'd be much more excited for the Whitaker fight. However, what it does is... Vittori's fighting Adesanya in June. Uh, then we've got the Whitaker lined up to fight the winner of that, or more likely Adesanya later in the year, maybe November time, something like that, maybe. So then you've got a Derek Brunson, who's probably the biggest loser in this situation. He was on a four or five fight win streak, very similar to Marvin Vittori. I thought the best thing to do would be Vittori Brunson for a proper number one contender. They've not done that. So Brunson's free and Brunson's looking for a, a fight, I would imagine. And Uriah Hall's also on a four-fight win streak. It's not the most impressive four-fight win streak, but it's a four-fight win streak. So I think the obvious thing to do now is to go, okay, then let's do Brunson versus Hall. And then when Whitaker does face Adesanya, the winner of that will probably or should 
maybe fight Uriah Hall or Derek Brunson, whoever would win that fight. I get that. Yeah, definitely. Just while we're talking about Hall, um, just winding it back to the, to, to, to last night's um, yeah awful um, outcome. Um, the pressure on on a combat you know, on a combat sportsman to be able to deliver in, in the octagon physically and then to then have the whole world hanging on your words when Joe Rogan puts a microphone in your mouth and you have just done what, you know, you have, you've, 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 you've I'm not saying he's responsible for what happened to Chris Weidman, but, you know, you have to address that. And I just think Uriah Hall was just, incredible i think the way that he dealt with that the way that he conducted himself was just absolute example of of of, of a true athlete and, and and a really good advocate for for, for mixed martial arts i thought he, he just absolutely nailed that speech 100 percent. i mean uriah hall has always struck me as just like a good person and a, a, a great role model for for younger martial artists i think um I think you can tell he takes no real pleasure in hurting people. I mean, and that was so unique. And you're right, he dealt with it incredibly well. But even if you hark back to that, uh, I can't remember which series of The Ultimate Fighter it was that him and Gastelum were, were on together. But he got that incredible spinning like heel kick or spinning back kick knockout of that guy. I don't know the guy who he knocked out. But it was unbelievable. It was one of the most devastating knockouts you will see. And... um Afterwards, I remember him saying sorry. Like the guy was down, and he was—he didn't. He, something in him, something changed, and he was like, "Sorry, I'm so sorry, I'm sorry." And mm-hmm. oh, it's that—that that, even that's painful to yeah. to even think back to as well. So you you know the, these these athletes, they don't always take pleasure in no. in hurting other human beings. They're he just, clearly they, does. Amazing. Unfortunately, yeah. he's really fucking good at it. <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing. He is. He's unbelievably good at it. Um, but uh, but yeah. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. But the main thing is we want Weidman to have a nice, speedy recovery. But obviously not to come back too soon. That was that was a that, that that's got mentally. What must that do to you mentally? Uh, you, like, I mean, how does he then throw a leg kick again? Yeah. That that's going to be really hard. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Like. Um... Oh yeah, awful! Like, and and that's I don't need to ever see that again. Like, nope. uh, I watched that, saw that little replay, and I'm like, I never need to watch that again. Like, no. it's, uh, it's it's not meant to happen. Stuff like that. Um, should we move on? Let's let's move on. I'm happy to move on to to just sheer sheer class dominance. I mean, Valentina Shevchenko, the bullet. I mean. It, that that was so impressive, wasn't yeah. it? I mean, I, I I tipped Valentina to win. I thought she would win. She does seem a cut above everyone else mm-hmm. in that weight class at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jessica Andrade was an interesting challenge, but again, I, it's that whole thing that it does feel like size matters. There were one moment that really, really, um, that really struck me was I think it was in round two. Just before the finish, actually, funnily enough, um, Andrade has her up against the fence in the same way that she's had multiple people up against the fence, most notably Rose Namajunas when she beat Rose for the title. And she tried to lift her about three times and she couldn't do it. And I know that that will be down to technique, but you know what else it's down to as well is just size. Mm. And Valentina is muscular. She seems big and heavy for the weight class because she is so muscular. And it's obviously, as I say, it's technique as well with stopping that. But I, I just think that size matters. We saw it with Blahovic Adesanya mm-hmm. most recently. And uh, the way she was able to kind of dominate her, her own game, everyone was like, oh, look, Andrade hits hard. She's got a puncher's chance. But the where she'll win that fight is if she gets it to the ground. And oh, Valentina just went, oh, is that what you think? I'll just take you down and show you that will never happen. Like th- that that was the thing. It was like when it, uh, you know, the, the first round she comes out and I, and I, I love that um, uh, Valentina's got that Muay Thai stance, you know, high hands and she's bouncing the front foot, you know, on the toes. And I just, and I love that style. Uh, and she's, her movement's incredible. And it's like, and I think Rogan said like, you know, she's like, Andrade's like a sort of bulldog that wants to, to scrap. 
and it's like you're scrapping with a craftsman here and like and she's she was just too good her movement her counter striking was just different level and and as you said it was like well i'll tell you what i'm gonna do i'm gonna ragdoll you i'm gonna wrestle you and literally it was like so dominant in any area and it was just like there's no point in this game five rounds. It's not going to change. She, she's just too good. Yeah. And, and I mean, to get her in that, you know, that, that again, the, the takedowns in the second round and then to, to get her in that crucifix. And yeah, it was like that, that she'd had enough. And, and I just, I couldn't see, unless Valentina, if it went on, got extremely tired. I, I just, just a cut above everyone at the moment. And yeah, I mean, where does she go? Valentina, well, I mean, the, the the funny thing I found about the, the fight for me was that I think there was probably more damage caused by Valentina's face mask as it was swinging around her neck while she was dancing at the end than there was by Andrade during the- When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. A fight. <laughs> it's just, that face mask was just swinging around her head while she was spinning around. Um, just there was I, another thing as well, before you get on to where she's going to go next, that I thought was um, one of the most devastating um, parts of that fight. Um, was in the post-fight interview when Joe Rogan said, um, come get some. And she went, <laughs> what? Like, what? <laughs> uh, come get some. What? Do you not know what I mean? Huh? Come get some. Yeah, come get some. It was like, oh, Joe, stop. Oh, man. Stop. <laughs> oh, that, that was painful, but also funny. Because you tell she's got like she's got fantastic English, yeah, and she just like squinted at him and looked. It's like, what the hell are you talking about? Oh yeah, that weird American saying, "Come get some." Yes, the, thank thank you, Joe Rogan. <laughs> uh, I do love Joe Rogan. Uh, the, the best. Uh, we'll we'll get onto the moment of it, but I loved oh, yeah. uh, the video of Joe and DC and John Anik just going mental during the next fight. Yeah. Um, Oh, I love their reactions. It's fantastic. That, that there's like gifts waiting to happen, aren't yep. they? I think this episode needs to go out with that. Yeah, it sums it. up the whole. It sums up the whole, whole main card. card. Yeah. It was incredible. It's so good. Um, but in terms of Valentina, uh, I mean, so a lot of people have been saying that Nunez Valentina free should happen. That's the biggest challenge for Amanda Nunez, and Valentina's got no real challenges at one twenty-five. Um, Dana White in the post-fight press conference said he wasn't really interested in that. Um, they've done it twice. He said if both women come to him and say that's what they want, he said he'll do it, but he's not overly interested in it. So, And I think that's great news for a friend of the show, Joanne Calderwood. Yeah. Because Joanne Calderwood and uh, Lauren Murphy are also fighting at, I think, UFC 263, which is, I think, now going to be Adesanya Vittori too. I think under that is also... Oh, Brendan Moreno versus yep. uh, uh, Figueredo yep. too as well. Mm-hmm. That'll, that, so that's two great fights there. And if 
if JoJo's on that main card, that's, 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 that would be another fantastic card to be on in UFC 263. If she beats Lauren Murphy, I don't think there's any doubt that she's the number one contender for yep. that spot. Mm-hmm. So it seems like maybe the obvious thing to do is Valentina versus the winner of Murphy Calderwood. Uh, and I hope JoJo wins it. And that, that's about it, really, I think. Absolutely. I mean, obviously, Valentina's up for the JoJo fight because it was, all, it was scheduled, wasn't it? Uh, so, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's not like there's any kind of issue there on, in, in that fight being made. So, yeah, fingers crossed JoJo gets through the next one. And, and, and yeah, it would be great to see her fight for the strap. <sighs> Fuck Rose. Fuck oh Rose. my god! We needed that little pause. <laughs> you just had a big inhale and just went. I'm just getting ready for it. I've been Fuck crying Rose. this morning, Blake. Oh my goodness me! On every level, on every that fight had just was just everything in the way because it was so shocking. Mm. Because I was just, I was ex- how I thought that fight would go down would be Rose would win the first round, maybe even the second round, but towards the end of that second round, you'd see. Whaley's power start to play a role. Then in the third, Whaley starts to dominate, and I was expecting a fourth round finish from Whaley, maybe just too much power. Mm. You know, we've heard that Rose had nose surgery recently, all that stuff. And I could not have been more wrong. Yeah. That was unbelievable. Mm. That, I mean, it's so quick as well. I, I, at first, I didn't see it. Mm. At first, I was like, Rose was bouncing around, a lot of movement. That was great. I don't know. I think Wei Li had put in about three or four low kicks at that point. I was like, mm. oh, that's good. She's going to slow her down. Rose won't be able to keep this up for five rounds. And I, I just saw Wei Li drop. And I, was, I just went like, what happened? What? And that head kick came out of absolutely nowhere. Off the front foot. Absolutely nowhere. Yeah. It was amazing. Um, and yeah, perfect connection. Then she goes in for the ground and pound. Whaley was slightly disputing the stoppage and even afterwards said she thought it was a bit early. Ridiculous. That was a perfect stoppage. Ridiculous. I mean, I'm not a big fan of concussed fighters or fighters that have just lost being interviewed and it yeah. seemed to happen on almost every fight in the main card, obviously yeah. other than Weidman. I, mean, I didn't mind Jimmy Crute because Jimmy Crute was even saying... It wasn't like, a headshot, oh. was it? No, and he even said like, my, my plan was to pull guard as soon as we got out for the second round just to see what I could do. So... Yeah, uh, uh, but when, when someone suffers a concussion... They stopped it for a while, it felt, and that, like, I was really surprised yeah. that they interviewed all of the fighters that, that pretty much in the, on the main card that lost. I was really surprised at that. Obviously not Weidman. Um, yeah. But yeah. yeah I, even Joe Rogan said that he doesn't like interviewing fighters mm. that have clearly been concussed, yeah. and it happened a couple of times. Yeah. Um, I mean, that was the one where... I think I nearly woke the house up because I literally just kept shouting Thug Rose. I was like, it was just, I just love if if you've got that power off the front foot. It was just unreal. And yeah, and she just swarmed on it. I mean, I've got so much stuff I want to say about this fight. Um, (laughs) Go right ahead. Buffer's just going for it. I'm the best. I'm the best. I'm the best. She was saying it walking down to the yeah. octagon as well. Yeah. Because at first, like, she, when she was walking down, I was like, what's she saying? She's saying something. I don't know what she's saying, but she seemed emotional. I thought she looked and, scared. I mean, yeah. normally she's like void of emotion, like when she's walking, Rose. You know, yeah. she's like, she's really, really kind of like, there's no expression as such, just like fight, fight face on. And, and when she come out, and when they were even calling her name, and she said, I'm the best, her hand, she couldn't keep her hands still. And I was just thinking, obviously, adrenaline must be going through the roof. But I thought she looked a little scared walking out. But then sometimes it's just hard to kind of work out what's going on with Thug Rose because she's she's not like anyone else. And that's why I think everybody loves her. She's just like so unique. I mean, at the the press conference or at the the way just, I mean, she just come out in like them little dungarees and like just looks so fucking cool. And it's just like, she's a character from like a a comic. I think I put on the social media, she's like a character in Killing Eve or like, or or like a bit of like Eleven from Mm. uh, Stranger Things or something like that. She's like, She's just a, a character for yeah. just like one of the coolest comic book yeah. characters you could ever create. We're, her on the piano, yeah, ridiculous. Oh my god, it's just, she's so multi-talented, and you're right. She she's so vulnerable in yeah. front of us as she's, fans. She's fucking adorable, man. And it's like I think like 
if you could get like uh you know if they could clone her every household will be better with a thug rose in it if you could just have a, have a little, just sit there and just watch ufc with a thug rose you know go out for a run with a thug rose get a little bit of sparring in you know a bit of pad work with thug that'd be amazing like yeah let's let's start cloning thug rose because i want one i want one at home <laughs> <laughs> she's just oh she but again the the emotion that poured out of her oh. when the belt was wrapped around her just like oh my god like again i showed my wife a clip of it when she finally got up this morning and uh i my wife was tearing up mm. it's like again and then her walking uh walking out of the octagon she was like crying to begin with then she was high-fiving everyone mm. as she went past and then in the back she was hugging valentina and having a nice chat and stuff and you were just like Oh my God, this person is just. Yeah. It is that thing of she's just so open and vulnerable. Yeah. And she, she looks like someone you almost want to take care of. Yeah. And then you go and see her do that. Yeah. And you're like, oh my Christ. Yeah. And I was looking at their records before the fight and I was going, their records don't match up very well because Zhang Wei Li was 21 and 1. Yeah. And Rose was 10 and 4. Mm. That doesn't look good on paper. Yeah. But what you're not getting is who was Zhang beating before she got to the UFC? Yeah. And Rose has been in the UFC for a long time, fighting the best of the best. It is that. It is that. You you see it in boxing a lot as well. You see, like, Deontay Wilder's career. If you look at Deontay Wilder, stacks and stacks of wins. No one knows who they were. And it's like, you can build up a record against, like, lower-level fighters, I guess. But I think... She, you know, we, we've we've seen most of Rosie's, you know, last 10, 12 fights, and they're all high level, and and to wins the belt back, you know, incredible. To, to yeah, to, I think she's the first woman to do it, is, first woman to regain her title. Mm. Yeah, and like and brilliant, and like you say, when when he put that strap around her, her waist, like. I was tearing up and it's like, it made me feel a little bit better that I could see that there was tears in Rogan's eyes when he was interviewing her as well. It was just like, and he said, you know, he was saying, you're the best, you're the best. And she said, I am the best. And it's like, yeah, get in Rose. beautiful smile on her face. Uh, well, I think it's safe to say that uh, that this podcast is uh, is definitely uh, Team Thug Rose, but uh, yeah, oh, incredible. And then, I mean, have you got anything else to say now? Where do, where do we go with these fighters? Well, we've well, Joanna's obviously waiting in the wings yeah. as a potential, but Rose has beat her twice, yeah. so I can understand why. I mean, to be honest, I would have happily watched Joanna versus Zhang again instead of Rose because I felt like that fight was so close. Some people even scored it for Joanna. So Joanna has a genuine claim uh, yeah. to be next in line, but whether people want to see Rose Joanna three, I don't know. Um, but other than that, Carla Esparza, who at one point he, was a kind of pawn for Dana White to use, I think, when uh, when Rose was maybe not signing on the dotted line, he was talking about Esparza fighting Zhang Weili next. So I don't but, think uh, that's a good fight. Well, Esparza's got uh, Zhang Yanan. Is it Zhang Yanan? Yeah, right. Zhang Yanan, uh, another Chinese uh, strawweight, um, and who has got big power as well. Yeah. So Zhang Yanan versus Carla Esparza is coming up. The winner of that fight is most likely the number one contender. But Dana White in the post-fight press conference was talking about a rematch with Zhang. So I don't think Zhang deserves an immediate rematch. She's only defended her belt once. I know it was in the greatest fight of all time or greatest female fight of all time, depending on what you want to call it. But um, Zhang is, is, I think needs to still get another win. I mean, I, I'd be um, I'd love to see Zhang versus Joanna too, and the winner of that is probably next in line for the belt after the winner of Zhang Yanan versus uh, uh, Carla Esparza. They then fight Rose, and then you you know your division's moving quite well, and and Rose should be able to turn around relatively quickly. I mean, she took no damage, yeah. maybe a little bit on the leg kicks, but nothing of any real concern. She got a quick victory. I, I can see her defending her belt again. Pretty soon, end of the summer, if she wanted to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, Esparza for me. <clears throat> you put her in against big strikers. I'm, I'm, I'm not feeling that. She's. I, I mean, obviously, she lost the belt to Joanna uh, with a, in, well, yeah. a, the most ferocious display of hands from Joanna, probably. And and 
I that think, was one of those ones where I was shouting, stop the fight, stop the fight yeah, for quite a while. Yeah, it was it was ridiculous. She had no answer to that. So maybe she's, you know, she's had a couple of wins, hasn't she? And, and, has, and has, I hope, you know, worked on her hands a bit more because she's a great wrestler. Uh, phenomenal but, wrestler. But yeah, I just think you put her in with someone like Zhang and I think, you know, we, 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 we've seen what destructive hands can do to... To, to Esparza I'm not sure that's the most exciting fight that I'd like to see but but yeah there you go um, yeah just incredible and as you said uh, as well afterwards just seeing um, seeing her just hugging and hanging out with uh, Shevchenko was, was lovely to see as well uh, great to see um, Justin Gaethje there supporting his gym mate yeah. and uh, some lovely photos that he's posted with Rose post fight as well um, Lovely to hear um, everybody uh, chanting fuck Jake Paul. Did you like that, Blake? I did enjoy that. You know, I'm a fan of that. Love the fact DC got fired up, didn't he? He wanted some. (laughs) I I didn't really understand. He don't play games. He don't play games. I know, yeah. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I don't really know what prompted that, whether it was just the chant or if Jake Paul said something or did something. I don't know. But I mean. Fuck that guy. uh, I mean, look. I've, I've, I said it on the last episode. He, he's picking his fights. He's making loads of money. Look, smart guy. Mm. Smart. He knows there's a business there. He knows there's people that want to do it. Dana White is massively, again, in the press conference, challenging the figures they've come out with, saying they got like 1.3 pay-per-view buys. Stuff. Dana White's like, bullshit, they did. There's no way they did that. They're all liars. Um, whether that's true or not, I don't know. He's clearly making good money doing it. And if he's continuing to handpick opponents that aren't really going to give him any trouble, and uh, you know, then 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 yeah, keep going, mate. I'll never pay for those events. I no. could really care less. But look, it's that whole thing. You've just brought him up. We're talking about him. The UFC had him front row at the things. Daniel Cormier is mentioning him on the on the commentary. I mean, I'd be quite happy. If, to never hear Jake Paul's name ever again. I didn't really know who he was until he started like boxing an NBA star and they were talking about him on some of the other podcasts and things that I listen to. I've I've got no interest. And it's not MMA. It's it's, it's white-collar boxing. It's jumped up like expensive white-collar boxing. That's all it is. And, yeah. yeah. Um, That said, I'd love to see a retired fighter um, absolutely pummel him. Um, okay. <laughs> Throw that in there. <laughs> Just get that before we Come move on. on. Come on, Woodley. Uh, get our love back. Right. Uh, well, headline fight. Headline fight. I mean, again, talk about like, I mean, I mentioned in the, in the pre-fight show how much Usman's developed under Trevor Whitman, yeah. sparring with Justin Gaethje. He's striking... He's getting better and better. We saw it in the Burns fight, and you saw it last night, this morning, whenever you saw it. I mean, is he the, is the only person to knock out Masvidal ever? I mean, I, I do think that maybe Masvidal wasn't respecting his power much. I think he kind of alluded to the I, fact that... I think he much as, as much as said that as well. Right. Yeah, I mean, he said that Usman's not mean, but in the, in the build-up to the fight, he was like, look, I did five rounds with this guy on six days' notice. If it was me... I'd have been so disappointed with myself if I didn't send a guy out on a stretcher that came into me on six days' notice. And he, he said that I'm mean and Usman's not mean. He's just not got it in him. I felt his power. It's nothing. Blah, blah, blah. All he does is, like, foot rub me. He felt and it last night. He felt it last night. I mean, that was, uh, you know, for a guy that sends people to the shadow realm, he got sent very much to the shadow realm. Um, that was straight down the pipe. Huge the pictures of it as well, the way his body is kind of crumbling on top of Usman's because Usman's so leaning into the punch mm. that he ends up like underneath Masvidal slightly as Masvidal's dropping unconscious. Yeah. Um, it's the way he yeah. set it up, I loved. I loved the fact that he threw that left, parried um, Masvidal's lead hand out of the way and then just comes straight through and just mm. on the sweet spot. And I think it was DC said post-fight, when your chin's on your shoulder, it's all over. And I just thought, good point and it was it was like it was just devastating I think fair play to Masvidal it looked like he wanted to get up he looked like he for a split second he had a little bit of fight in him but you know you're not going to get back up after that if you've got Usman standing over you it's just not going to happen is it no I I almost wonder if Herb Dean was slightly late coming in I I felt like maybe he ate one or two hammer fists that he didn't need to but I mean, look, I don't know how difficult it is to, to ref these fights. I don't want to judge these refs too harshly, but 
Oh God, he, he was out on the way down. I know he, he kind of hit the floor and started to kind of get back up, but I think the way he crumbled, I was yeah. like, you, you could just stop that straight yeah. away. Um, Usman's just so scary now. I mean, in the last two fights, we've seen his striking come on so much that you're just like, okay, this guy was an unbeatable wrestler. Yeah. He would wrestle you into a situation where you just exhausted mm. and you couldn't do anything about it. And now he's got great hands, good hands. He's tight guard. Really tight, tight guard. guard. It's all fundamentals, isn't it? It's jabs and straight rights. And, you know, he, he looked like he was winging at Masvidal once or twice. I think maybe the emotions of the occasion were getting the better of him at points. And, um, yeah, but he's just he's just something else, Usman. I, I don't see anyone in that welterweight division giving him any real problems. I hope Leon Edwards does. I hope Leon Edwards beats Nate well, Diaz and then gets a title shot and, well, and beats him. But I, I don't see anyone giving him problems in that division. Well, before we get on to where he's going to go, I just want to touch upon the first round a little bit. And and I think Masvidal fought a good first round. Um, yeah. I, I, I didn't think he dominated it, but I thought he, he held his own in that round. And there was a point when... Um, in, in the clinch, he was throwing a succession of elbows that I thought were really, really decent. And, and it was like, okay, he's, 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 he's holding his own. And I thought towards the end of the first round, I thought Masvidal's hands looked really good. There were some good low kicks um, as well. But I do think there's something really... I just was really impressed with Usman's guard. I just thought it looked really, really solid. And as you said, it was the fundamentals um, that, that, that I think... And it was just real basic stuff... Parry the lead hand, you know, straight through with a right. And it, and it, I mean, oh my God, that, it, it don't get any sweeter than that. It really don't. And I mean, uh, I, I think it was, um, the, uh, I mean, if we, if we are going to touch on the prelims, I'll, I'll hold what I was going to say because we might touch on, on, uh, on the prelims a little bit. But, uh, so yeah, so in regards to kind of where they're going to go now, I mean, we've, we've seen well, what Dana's saying and yep. I, I, I ain't into it. Yeah, I mean, uh, so Dana's saying that Colby's next. I don't, I don't see, I don't see it going any differently. If anything, I, I, I think it's worse for Colby now because Usman's so much better mm. on the feet than he was in the last one. The, that was a fantastic fight, Usman, Usman versus uh, Colby, but. And their wrestling seemed to cancel each other out to make it a striking match. Yeah. Now, if that happens again, which it probably likely will, Usman's striking has vastly improved. I haven't seen any evidence that Colby's has improved. You never know what's going on in the gym, behind closed doors, whatever. But I think Usman stops Colby much earlier mm. in a rematch. Uh, as you say, I'm not overly into it. Maybe it's a great business decision, though, mm. because... One thing that you have to know is when Masvidal... I know they're in Florida. I know they're in Florida. But I think anywhere in America, maybe anywhere in the world other than possibly like Nigeria, um, Masvidal came out to a huge ovation. And as soon as the lights dimmed for Usman, boos were ringing around that place. And it happened at the press conference as well. Usman's got, um, you know... He's not got a great track record with fans because he's had some very, very dull fights. And he also came out with that whole thing of like dominating RDA at just like 40% or whatever he was saying. So the fans haven't really taken to Usman very well. However, after the first Colby fight, then you've got um, uh, the Burns fight recently and Masvidal last night. I think Usman's going to start bringing people round into people really wanting to watch this guy and seeing a guy that could very easily potentially become the greatest welterweight of all time, the pound-for-pound guy at the moment. He's got all the possibilities to do that because I Uh, don't see anyone beating him. And as everybody, as as the commentators were saying, getting better every fight. Every fight. But that's why I say business decision to fight Colby Mm. because Colby is a polarizing figure. Some people really love him. A lot of people really hate him. Mm. Now, Usman didn't necessarily get the bump in popularity that I think he wanted after beating Colby that first time. Um, But maybe now, with two knockouts or TKOs, whatever you want to call them, on his record, back-to-back against Burns and then Masvidal, who's a huge fan favourite, then if he goes and smashes Colby again in even better fashion... 
then you're you're really building someone there where you go, oh, I want to tune in for an Usman fight because it's not going to be hug you up against the fence and foot stomps or body shots like he did with Woodley or anything like that. It's going to be exciting. And I think people will do it. I think greatness always kind of shines through and people go, oh, you know, they'll tune in for a Mayweather or they'll tune in for, you know, whoever, John Jones or whatever. But, um, but when you start getting the finishes, when you start knocking people out and they're the top guys in that division, it gives you an extra bump. It really, yeah. it really does. The fans want, it's what Masvidal was saying. And it, I almost sound, feel bad saying it, but it's like, it's that violence. It's what a lot of people do tune in for. And, you know, I think of myself as like a progressive educated man. And yet uh, I, I can't deny it. When, when Masvidal knocks out someone, I'm like, Oh my God. When we saw it with Thug Rose, you're like, Jesus, that's amazing. And when Usman's doing it now, you, you're just going to be more likely to, to tune in for it. Um, so yeah, it's going to be him versus Colby next. Hopefully Leon Edwards beats Nate Diaz and then Leon Edwards gets his very well-deserved and overdue title shot after that. And I just think Colby Covington literally should be fined by the UFC for that fucking suit he was wearing. <laughs> I wondered what you were going to... I thought, oh, have I missed him saying something racist again? Or something no. Like that? Just like... No. A camouflage suit wasn't camouflage enough that I couldn't fucking see it. It was disgusting. And knowing you think, <laughs> your face annoys me, your math drives me insane, and now you're wearing a really, really bad suit. Come on, mate. You must have some money. Get yourself a nice suit. You know, look at Connor. You know, he always looks sharp. Get yourself, go to his tailor. Go and get a nice suit. Don't turn up in a camouflage suit, you melt. Oh, I can't stand him, Blake. <laughs> you melt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate. God, oh. I'm glad you got that off your chest. That was really eating you up. God, you were lying in bed thinking about Colby Covington some nights, aren't you? Just how much you hate him. Your shit suit. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear I mean it was it, what an event right it was just everything you know highs lows you know as we've said like best wishes to, to Chris Weidman um, but it all goes in the pot that makes you know the, the drama and the the good and the bad and all of the excitement that that, that just delivers a, a, a you know an incredible UFC event and oh, last night blew my mind it was it just was incredible. Well, I'll probably go as far as say one of the best main cards I've ever seen. Yeah, I, I, I can't disagree with that. I mean, there's been some absolute corkers, mm. but yeah, I can't disagree. That, that had everything. I mean, there's so the fact that we, I know we mentioned this at the start, but the fact that no fight saw a third round, it was quick. I mean, and when you wake up in the morning and you're fast, fast forwarding all the kind of little adverts and bits in between, you're like, this has flown by. This has been yeah. brilliant. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, yeah, great. I mean, do we do we want to quickly run through the prelims? I mean, I've, I've not got a huge amount to say about them, to be no, honest. No, I, 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 you know, I've watched them and, and they were okay. I mean, what I'd like to touch upon is uh, the the cowboy fight. Um, oh, yeah, well, that was the featured prelim, wasn't it? Ra- yeah. Randy Brown versus Alex Oliveira. Um, I don't know what the beef was uh, between them. Love the fact that he kept saying head over to my Twitch channel. I thought... Oh, he did that. Yeah, I wonder if the UFC are going to be really pissed off with him. But great business move. Yeah, Come and mate. join my Twitch and find out what the deal was. Genius. Um, but great shout. The, the, the one thing I loved about that, um, which was obviously a, a, an incredible right hand um, from Randy, um, I just loved the fact that Rogan or, or DC said... Well, you're not going to get a better right hand than that tonight. And I just thought, fuck me, you was wrong there, mate. Yeah. <laughs> just you wait till Usman steps in the ring. <laughs> uh, and then a one-armed rear naked choke, basically, yeah. was it? Like, I know yeah. he was basically getting that second arm in place, but uh, Oliveira was already yeah. tapping. That's some squeeze. I mean, uh, I don't know a huge amount about Randy Brown, but he's tall. He seems muscular and lean, for the, but really good size for the weight class mm. great hands apparently he was a boxer up until like maybe was it his teens or something he found mixed martial arts he's clearly got decent jiu-jitsu as well because I know, I know Alex Oliveira was rocked and all that but Alex Oliveira is good on the ground yeah that and, right hand uh, would have caused him yeah. problems man that yeah. was a big but he right dealt hand. with it well he yeah. got back up and he was fighting things but 
but yeah, I mean, and that's some squeeze to 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 one arm, to, <laughs> one arm. That, that's some squeeze. That's somebody. So I'm going to be looking out for Randy Brown on on cards to come and mm. and see him. And I, I think he's someone that could be you know making his way into the top fifteen mm. at, at some point soon. And then uh, other than that, Sabatini had a great win. Some good jujitsu there. You could see. Uh, Brendan Allen versus Carl Roberson was a fight that a lot of people were talking about. They're two very good prospects, and Allen got a fantastic submission, but with only five seconds left in the round. Yeah, heel hook, win, and Roberson was was limping out of the cage. So I think a lot of them, uh, DC was saying in the commentary, Roberson's ground game still needs a bit of work because he didn't understand the danger he was in. You know, And Allen was sorting out that heel hook, and I think even in a post-fight uh, chat said, I was expecting him to pull out and move away. But he kept going for his heel hook, even though I already had mine cinched up, yeah. basically. I thought Robertson's... Could... Sorry, go on. No, yeah, no, go on. I, I did think Robertson's kickboxing at the beginning was, was really solid. And then as soon yeah. as Alan took him down, it, it just seemed like it, it was different level. Yeah, I've said, I, I, uh, the other, other one was... Uh... Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Uh, Dwight Grant beating uh, Sekulik. And mm. I wondered if Sekulik won that. I wonder if that was slightly controversial. At that the, the point, crowd, I, I think wa- the crowd agreed with you, Blake. Yeah, I, I think the commentators did. I mean, I have to say as a little caveat, I watched the main card like you and then watched the prelims. Same. And by the time that prelim was happening, the wife and kids were coming downstairs and getting in the living room and stuff. So I wasn't giving it my full attention. Mm. Um but it did look to me like it was it looked like a great fight. Second yeah. round ended in like a bit of a back and forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it seemed like Sekulik was doing well and he seemed like he was really close to did he have a guillotine cinched up or mm-hmm. something cinched up right at the end? And credit to Dwight Grant for holding on. Cause I really thought yeah. he was close to tapping and he held on and ended up walking away with a, a split decision win. I mean, whether it's controversial or not, he's got the the W now and that's yeah. the main thing. So so that was that was an interesting one. And uh and that was about about all I've really got on, yeah. on the card. I mean, what a well, card. What a, what a main card was just unbelievable. Well, we're, we're literally hitting the hour point. So it's uh, a nice time to wrap it. And yeah, just uh, incredible. I'm glad that we we didn't wait till six o'clock to record this. And, and I hope that people have... Uh, of uh, experienced, you know, a fraction of the uh, the energy that we <laughs> that we had this morning when we pressed record because I just couldn't wait. I just had to talk to somebody about the whole thing and just get it off my chest because it was just an incredible UFC event. And uh, yeah, and and if for some reason you're listening to this without watching it, what are you doing? Go and watch oh, it. Go oh. and watch it. Go and watch it, you idiots. Um, um, but, uh, uh, should, should, moving on to, to, unless you've got anything more to say on no. it, moving on to next week, uh, UFC card, we've got uh, Dominic, Ve- Dominic Reyes sorry, versus uh, Yuri Pahashka. Pahashka made his UFC debut against Uzdemir, smashed him up with some very exciting striking, and I'm really looking forward to seeing this. I think if Yuri Pahashka beats Reyes, He's next in line to face the winner of Jan Blachowicz versus uh, Glover Teixeira. So that's yeah. potentially a big card. On that card as well, Cub Swanson, our guy from... Uh, oh, we haven't done that episode yet. We uh, Just to let you know, we <laughs> chat with... We will be chatting with uh, with Ben Shepard about the uh, the Cub swanson hold Choi fight from, I think, 2016. It was an absolute corker. You need to go and watch that fight and we'll be dropping a, a little fight off like we did with, with Ben Shepard soon regarding that fight but Cub Swanson is on the card this Saturday against Giga Chikadze Giga Chikadze is pretty darn good this is going to be I think a cracking fight both brilliant strikers I'm going to lean towards the younger guy Chikadze but I think that you know I I would like Cub Swanson to win just because he's so much fun to watch but I think that could be a really really exciting fight Kutalaba's on that card as well he uh, is someone that always brings it Sean Strickland, who gets very mouthy in the octagon, he, he loves a little chat while you're there. Unfortunately, he probably got fans back. I'm not sure, but if they do have fans back, we won't be able to hear him. But if they don't, we'll be hearing Sean Strickland talking in the octagon. And uh, Mirab Divashvili versus Cody Stamen. 
that is also a great fight at bantamweight. Divashvili is a beast, mm. and I, I, I really think he could be someone that's challenging for titles soon. He trains with Aljamain Sterling. Uh, he is the guy that we spoke about before that beat up the ice, if anyone doesn't know this story. Mm. Uh, Mirab Divashvili, I think he lives in like, I don't know if it's somewhere like New York, Chicago or something, I don't know, but there was a frozen lake. Divashvili just like dives into it, not really realizing how frozen it was for some reason, splits his head open, goes to the doctors, has to get stitches, but then goes back to the frozen lake with boxing gloves and headgear and climbs a tree and kind of dangles down from the tree and beats up the ice underneath him as he's dangling down from the tree <laughs> to get his own back so that he's one-on-one with the frozen lake. So I love Divashvili just from that video. If you haven't found it uh, or seen it yet, go on his Instagram and, and try and find it. It's, it's great. There's two videos, one of him smashing into the ice and going to hospital and the other one of him beating the ice up, <laughs> which is great. So I'm, all, I'm on team uh, Mirab Divashvili for that. So that's actually a really cracking card for a fight night so uh yeah get get on that next week saturday okay and you also touched upon um the recent fight or flight um that that's coming soon with ben shepherd um with the uh, swanson uh and, and uh Choi fight we've also uh recorded uh, a great episode with comedian lee mack um where we watched oh what did we watch with uh, andre arlovsky versus <sighs> travis brown that one round Crazy brawl Absolutely. fest. Absolutely. Big, big love to Travis Brown and Ronda Rousey having a baby uh, just announced. Oh, they, I missed that. Uh, yeah, I didn't yeah. see that. Oh, good yesterday. Um, and then also um, coming next is our wonderful chat um, with the aforementioned Jojo Calderwood. So we sit down and, and have a lovely chat with Jojo. Um, what else we got coming up? We're recording with Jack Shaw this week. Oh, we got Jack Shaw this week. Uh, we've got... Um, uh, Brett Johns lined yep. up. So we're getting very Welsh. Uh, Brett Johns is lined up. He's got his Bellator debut coming up soon. And also, uh, we've managed to bag our first non-British guest. Uh, hopefully, it all works out because it will look like mugs if it doesn't happen now. <laughs> but uh, hopefully, uh, we'll be very shortly chatting to JJ Wilson, who is fourth-ranked Bellator featherweight. He recently got a, a big win against Pedro Carvalho on the last Bellator card with a spinning back fist knockout in the second round, uh, which was just brilliant. And uh, yeah, he's going to be a really interesting character to, to chat to as well. I believe they said on the broadcast that um, he recently survived an armed robbery. Wow. So, uh, Let's ask him about yeah. that. So we, we'll probably be trying to ask him about that as well. Um, so yeah, so loads coming, loads coming your way. And also, if you've missed any, go back and check it out because you've missed chats that Blake and I have had with uh, Arnold Allen, uh, with Nathaniel Wood, uh, with Molly McCann, uh, with Paddy the Baddy, uh, and a load of other um, celebrity guests that have been on for the, the fight and flight episodes, fight or flight episodes, sorry. Um, and also, um, give us a follow on the socials. We're on all the, the usual platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So give us a like, love, share, retweet, uh, and all that good stuff. And best still subscribe that way you won't miss anything we done Blake we're done that's it 261 wrapped up boom laters see you next time bye